0: Uh, shout out to today's sponsor, which is Dollar Shave Club. And I know I tell people all the time, but I have been using them for years, even be- before the sponsorship. Uh, they offer a wide variety of different products like hair care, skin care. And they recently actually just sent John some skin care. And what did you, what did you think of? Yeah, about? I
1: got the face wash and I felt like the results almost immediately cleaned up my skin and I feel it more moisturized
0: too. And like I said, they offer a wide variety of products. Uh, it's not just razors, you know, that's what they're known for, but they have like the hair care, skin care. And they recently sent me some chapstick. Yeah. What I like
1: is the subscription box. So you build it and the more things you add to it, you get a bigger discount and they send it monthly. So you don't have to worry about hassling and going to the store and buying these things. So if you guys are looking to sign up for Dollar Shave Club, click the link down below. Sign up. Edgar, have you noticed a lot of people moving into the area lately? Yeah, I have. dude. I was actually scrolling through my feed the other day and I've been seeing a lot of home and business
0: break-ins, which is crazy. Dude, I always tell people don't wait for something bad to happen before you do something about it. So, which is cool because today's sponsor is actually Zenith Security and they offer home and business plus much more security systems.
1: Oh, yeah, actually, talk to them. They offer free consultation, they waive the activation fee, and if you call now, you get a free Dory Bell camera. You can reach them out at 1 722 3666 or 208 529 0129, and all this information will be down below. I'm Aquí todos los días son de verano. De lunes a lunes nunca paramos. Yeah. Ya está saliendo el sol. Ven y préndete. Esto es fácil. No me llames si tú andas con Lucy. And we're live,
0: welcome back to Maslow Mogul's, it's your boy The One with the Scarface, your boy Scarface And today we're here for another episode, we got my co-host John What's up guys, back at it again Man, you still haven't made an
1: I, uh, I, I don't know, I just procrastinated I think I have an
0: outro now, made See, I, I have uh, a that, that, that intro, I've been using it for years, like for YouTube videos and things like that So I'm so used to saying it now Yeah and John's, like, every podcast. Yours, like, flows, though, because I don't know. <laughs> every John podcast, doesn't really like, rhyme with anything. He's going to make one, but he doesn't make one. So, but. but I'm excited to do this podcast today because John brought him up to me, and uh, just because I got a lot of things going on, and he was telling me a, just a little bit of backstory about, um, you know, what you do. You you are the 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 founder, right, of Off Grid Syndicate?
2: Uh, yeah, so, I...
0: And your name is Chris, yeah. So, my name so we is have Chris, Chris from Off Grid Syndicate. Uh, I mean, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for taking the time and, and jumping on.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh yeah.
0: So you know, I want I like to get uh, you know other people to know you a little bit. So we're gonna start all the way in the beginning. Where are you originally from?
2: Uh, yeah. So I'm a uh, local to Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. I uh, was born and raised here. Um, I did move away for a little bit mm-hmm. for like five years back in like. 2005 to about 2009 mm-hmm. i moved to denver colorado but then i moved back
0: okay and so what, what what schools did you attend around here like middle school high school
2: uh so i went to rocky mountain middle school and then i went to bonneville high school
0: oh no way same, same here yeah, yeah I, I went over there uh, what year did you graduate 2002 oh okay see i was 2006 so yeah um so um i mean what kind of were you into? Cause I know you're a lot into like dirt biking and like, uh, what, things like that. What, what kind of dirt
1: biking is it? Cause it's not just, is it just regular? It's not regular dirt biking off of your page that you, you like to do. Is it or,
2: uh, so it's probably more like hard enduro and like slash trials. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, a, a new thing in the United States. I mean, it's been around, but it's blowing up right now. Mm-hmm. It's not to its full potential. It's just getting started. Um, it's really big in Europe like if you've seen the Red Bull series stuff
1: is it kind of like those dirt bikes that like have that no seat type of thing uh, or is it not exactly the same
2: Well that's more like trials style Yeah, um, but like hard enduro is more like a full size dirt bike mm-hmm. um they are built a little different than like an MX bike but yeah. um but then the you have the trials that kind of influences that scene mm-hmm. um so yeah. So
1: you're heavily into that too? So not just like your brand's based off of that, but you're into it?
2: Yeah, I've been riding dirt bikes since I was like 7 years old. So I feel was, like also oh, every,
1: since everybody in Idaho does <laughs> go to outdoors. <laughs> was yeah. it,
2: was it
0: your parents that got you into it or friends?
2: Uh yeah, my dad actually um so he um when he was a kid, like his grandpa was really into motorcycles, like a big time Harley guy, but he owned like a a dirt bike shop. Mhm. And my dad was always, like, just really intrigued by motorcycles. And so when I was young, he always kind of had one Mm -hmm. around. And then, like, uh, from a really young age, he, like, built these, like, sketchy, like, mini bikes for me to ride. (laughs) But then, like, I would wreck on them. And he's like, okay, never never mind. And then uh, when I was seven, he actually got me something kind of decent. Um, It was still ghetto, but... Um, but at that time you were probably like, dang, I bike. <laughs> yeah. everybody on bikes
1: and like pedal bikes and he's out yeah. here mobbing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up like on uh, like bikes from the seventies. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of a thing. Like my dad would go to the, like um, he would see a bike at the dump or in a dumpster and bring it home mm-hmm. and get it running. And we had like all these bikes from the seventies. I wish I had them now. Cause they're probably actually worth some money. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but like, I don't know, back then it was like really, it was like really ghetto. <laughs> and I remember there was times when me and my dad would take him in the mountains and it was just, uh, it was rough.
1: So like maybe but, we won't make it back. Yeah, oh. <laughs> for
0: sure. <laughs> so you, you said you you started at seven years old. Like, was this like, were you going pretty hard or was it just like casual riding every now and then? Because I, oh. I, I know when I first got on, I bought an ATV a long time ago and within like, a couple of weeks I was trying to jump the thing you know what I mean like I don't know how were you when you first got the bike
2: uh I was obsessed oh, like yeah. oh yeah I was like begging my dad to go ride like every day and he, there was like a field uh that we lived by and we'd go ride out there and then he finally just got sick of me and at me asking him to go so he was like you can just go out there by yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and like so he would have to pay for my gas right yeah because i mean i'm seven i don't have a job (laughs) and he would like be so surprised how fast i'd run out of gas because i would like after school every day i was out there like i was just obsessed
0: imagine being left like (laughs) like what 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 would happen if you got in a wreck you know what i mean like you get in a wreck and you're out there just yelling dad
1: i don't know like sometimes like I think back in the day, parents were more like, just go, See, go do your own thing. And now they're like micro, like right up behind you.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember back when, I mean, we're about the same age because I, like I said, I graduated uh, 2006. Uh, my parents would let me go. I'm like, Oh, I want to go play at his house. And so they, w- you would ride your bike right over there and be like, Hey, can you play <laughs> now? It's a little different because everyone's like playing video games and, and, and it's not so much outside anymore. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you have kids?
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I have four.
0: Are they,
1: are they more than like that video game world or are they more like, I'd rather go out there and get on
0: some bikes?
2: Um, they like to play outside and stuff. I would say I do my daughter, Ruby, she's kind of into video games Yeah, and she likes watching TV and stuff, but she, she still goes out and plays quite a bit. Um, my, uh, my, my son, Jameson, he's pretty into the dirt biking thing. Like we're kind of starting him off now. Um. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he wasn't, he's not obsessed like I was, but. Um, they're
0: still growing too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even maybe.
2: Like, yeah, he's young. Yeah. You know. Maybe
0: like, one of these days he'll be like just full on. So, yeah. you're doing, did you ever like compete or do anything like that with uh, dirt biking?
2: Uh, no, that's kind of funny. I never have. Like, I, I remember when I was like really young, like probably, you know, like 10 or 11, I was like oh yeah, I want to race motocross and cause I used to watch all that stuff, but my dad never took me or, you know, and never really got into it. Mm-hmm. So I just never did it. And then even now, like I st- to this day, I have not entered a race of mm-hmm. any type, thought about it, just never did it.
0: So you, it was just more of just like a, like a hobby, you know, just getting yeah. out there and like, um, so you're doing this all through, through middle school, high school, obviously. And then, um, did you ever, at one point you, you do like, I would say like tricks and stunts on your bike, right? Yeah. And so when, when was that that you actually started getting into that, like, uh, started like kind of pushing the limit, you know, pushing.
2: I, I think I always was kind of like that when I was mm. like, when I was a kid, like I would, do dumb stuff like <laughs> i remember my dad getting mad at me all the time because i'd like wreck and like mess up my bike and he'd be like why did you do that and i'd be like i don't know <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, to. I don't know
1: it's like when you're out there you're not really yeah. thinking about it because i i do i like got into razoring and at the beginning you're like a little sketchy trying to test your limits and then you just say so at one point you're like oh, i'm just gonna go for it and hope for the best and like you get like yeah. adrenaline rush through you and don't even know what's going on sometimes, but yeah, say.
2: but I, I'd say like when I was younger, I was more into like going fast and like jumping and stuff. And then, you know, like in high school, I didn't ride as much cause, um, I didn't have friends to ride with, to be <laughs> honest. Like it was like, I was like most of the guys I was riding with were like older guys, like my dad's age, like his friends and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I wanted to go hang out with my buddy, like people, my own yeah, age Yeah. And, and back then I was, uh, I was riding a lot of like trails in the mountains and back then it was like, not cool. It was like people made fun of you at <laughs> like in the dirt bike realm that was like kind of made fun of, well, like around here mm-hmm. and
0: to do a go trail riding.
2: Yeah. There's like, oh, that stuff's easy, you know, like, <laughs> but it really isn't. Yeah. The trial, I think trails are like the funnest, like regardless now yeah. at least. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cause we'd ride some pretty technical stuff i mean now it's like more so but like even back then it was we wrote some pretty technical stuff but yeah people would just like make fun of you and it was just kind of made fun of like yeah. oh you're a trail rider like who cares <laughs> oh, that it's like funny. that doesn't count yeah because like not. back back then like motocross supercross and like fmx was the thing mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i i get what he's saying because i remember I, I used to have like a bike but it wasn't like a bmx bike so, like, the other kids were like, oh, you don't have pegs and stuff on your bike. You're, you know, that's not a bike.
1: Yeah, still frowned upon even in the pedal bike world. <laughs> is it
0: really? like? Nah, yeah, I'm, yeah like... I, I'm pretty sure because
1: I know my little brother is always like, he wanted a bike, but we'd take him to Walmart and try to look at those mountain bikes. Like, no, I don't want one of those. I want one of those. Like, I think they're like the mongoose ones that you can spin the the handlebars all the way in the pegs. I'm like, I guess that's still the style because that's how it was when I was younger too, even in the pedal bikes. But that's crazy. I, I didn't think so because when I was in high school and I graduated in 16, you'd see, like, a bunch of kids, like, on, especially on Fridays, they'd have, like, their trucks, and they had their dirt bikes in the back, and they're, like, ready to go riding the minute the school's out. And I, I wonder if that's still, like, how it is now I think it, it
0: switches up because uh, back when I was going to high school, too, it, that was, you know, people didn't dirt bike that much. I mean, I didn't hear too much of it. Of yeah. course, I wasn't involved in it either, too. So I, I feel like now... It's like really
1: saturated since COVID. How, how since you're out there a lot, do you see a lot more people? Or,
2: um, I, honestly, lately I haven't ridden a whole lot. Um, I would say like out where I typically r- ride, where I grew up riding and stuff, there's a lot more people, but it's just like for everything like mm-hmm. ATVs, UTVs, people picking huckleberries. Yeah. And, but yeah, I would say there's, I mean, when I was a kid, there was like, You'd go out in the mountains and you wouldn't see anybody. And now yeah. <laughs> you, you see people. You got to watch
1: out. I go to a lot of trail riding up there, like, towards Swan Valley. And, man, it's, you got to be careful on the weekends because people, like, there's a lot of people that don't care and they just go for it. But there's a lot of people on trails now. So it's kind of like, play your fate on which way you go. But
0: Yeah, I think COVID did have a huge spike because now when you go in – like say you want to buy a razor oh, or man. something, you actually have to wait a few months before you can even get it just because they're so behind in, in uh, production.
1: Yeah, everywhere. Everything, too. I don't know if it's the whole United States or it's just this area, but it's crazy right now. I got my CyberSide in, like, ends of last year. And there were a bunch of them you could just go, And then I was like, maybe we should upgrade. And now you could look months out until, like, maybe even next year if you want something, depending on the brand, which is crazy. I don't think that's ever been heard of. Cause everything, every time you buy something, it devalues, especially like dirt bike and uh, like any outdoor vehicle type of thing. But
2: I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I ordered, so I bought a brand new dirt bike. The first one I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a brand new dirt bike <laughs> until this year and, uh, I ordered it in July and it didn't show up till December.
0: Dang. Oh, so July last year, last year. and you yeah. barely got a descent. Yeah. So
2: it was happening even last year. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, people have been having a hard time getting bikes and a great order for the summer and, <laughs> and that's in the winter.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, you, you were going to say, you said you got into like trail riding. You like to go fast and take jumps. Were you taking some pretty big like jumps or were you just trying to keep it like something um, low?
2: Yeah. I, I was never like a b- big like when i was young i didn't there was no big jumps to go hit that i knew about anyway (laughs) like you just kind of go find something that you could make a jump and um but yeah i wouldn't say i was jumping like big stuff Mm -hmm. um and
0: during uh like this time before you get out of high school did you ever take like one of the gnarliest falls ever broken bones anything like that or were you pretty
2: it's kind of funny to this day i, I haven't broken a bone no 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 no, no, no okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's kind of funny cuz i i mean i skateboarded i BMX snowboarded i did all that stuff and for some reason i haven't broken a bone i don't that's now, crazy yeah hopefully Even that for... doesn't happen cuz
0: yeah uh, th- that'd be bad so i mean in high school we all have like, ai hey, am going to go do this after high school. What, what were your, your plans originally? Like graduating high school, what were you going to go do after?
2: I had no idea to be honest. <laughs> like, like I, I didn't know. I had no idea. I was like lost in life at a young age. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so after high school, I was like work, I was like framing houses. And then I started working at, cabinet shop and i hated it and yeah then yeah i didn't i didn't know what i was gonna do at that point so you
0: you were just like jumping from job to job yeah trying to figure it out
2: yeah in 2005 though i moved to denver colorado and i went to the art institute of colorado
0: okay oh Uh, and you went over there specifically for the school or was there a girl that you followed that way?
2: Uh, no, I, no girls involved. Their um, okay. so yeah. wife's I, I, listening to this. Like, what? No, I went there to uh, pursue. Um, Cause I do take that back. I, I guess I, as I was working, I was like, Oh, I'm really into like video stuff. Cause like in high school I made skate videos with my friends and mm. then I worked at Channel 8 News in high school for a little bit. Oh, my. And, um, And so I was, like, really into the video stuff. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go there and do their video program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, partway through, I switched my major. I switched to photography. Mm-hmm. Just because, just like, the first class I took, it was like they were trying to teach us stuff that I was doing at Channel 8 News for yeah. getting paid to do. And I'm sitting here paying to... Learn something I already knew how to do. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty ridiculous. Um, and like to this day, I'm like at that point in my life, I wish I would have just quit that school.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like not just in that, but I feel a lot
1: of people. Like I guess you, we said we met in the the tax place that I was doing. So I was going to school for for accounting, and it was the same same deal. I was going to I was going to school while working there. And I was like, this is a joke because I'm actually doing it in real life. Like they didn't hire me with a piece of paper. So I did that for a couple of years, but I was, like you said, I feel like a lot of people get lost in life. Like, especially in that time, you don't know what you want. Like I wanted to go from drafting to like, somehow I ended up in accounting and there's just, (laughs) your life changes sometimes like uh, out of nowhere. And now we're doing media and like, you don't, you, you think you plan for something, but at the end of the day, sometimes that, that. Or either switches on you or you go back to it some
0: sometimes. So I think, like, we all have, yeah, we all, at on one point, like we, um, we don't know where our journey is going to take us. You know what I mean? Like, you probably thought, I mean, when you were younger, you said you wanted to start competing, you know, maybe you had those dreams, but then you said you wanted to do video, and then all of a sudden you're in photography, and then now you're not. I mean, you still do photos and videos and stuff like that, but your main business is not that, yeah, you, you know sure. what I mean? So, um. While you were over there, were you riding while you were in Denver or just mainly just you're going to school out there? Were you planning on staying out there?
2: Uh, I didn't know. Like I, I, I didn't take a bike at that point in my life. I wasn't really into riding. I had kind of completely fallen out of it. Um, I was, you know, just out there doing school and, uh, (laughs) experimenting with, drinking and the <laughs> party life. We all go through that, you know, and just, I mean, it was a big culture shock going, moving there from here, you know, cause I didn't, when I was young, I didn't visit like big cities. Like my family was always like traveling to like ghost towns and going camping. And then mm. it's <laughs> like, then all of a sudden you moved to this big city and it, it was a big culture shock for me. I mean, I got used to it and I, ended up enjoying it and um but I I guess I never really thought about it I was just like going through the motions and, yeah um but but yeah eventually I ha- I had to move back like I um it was I graduated from there in like 08 and I had like a pretty good gig with a, a jewelry company it's called chain company you may have heard of it but I was like a digital retoucher for them and it was pretty good money and I could pay my bills and all that good stuff. And then, um, they filed chapter 13 bankruptcy. Okay. And I was just like a contract worker and I only had like a three month contract. Mm -hmm. So they just like ended my contract. And then, um, and then I did like some small work for like Pearl Izumi. I did like, like maybe 40 to 60 hours of, digital retouch work for them and then it was done and then it was like I was like out there just trying to find a job trying to find a job and couldn't get one couldn't get one and then like I was pretty much like almost homeless yeah and I like called my dad and I was like uh yeah I'm like out of money like everything he's like I'll just come get you so he came to Denver and got me and I moved back to Idaho Falls and moved in with him for a while so
0: so when you say digital retouching was it like uh were you doing stuff on photoshop or? yeah yeah so uh
2: so they had like an online online catalog mm-hmm. uh of all their jewelry and they had an in-house photographer and so they would um the photographer would take all the pictures but they just they, i mean they look like crap yeah. and then uh, so they had like a team of retouchers like two of them were in-house and then they hired me and another guy under contract and um yeah we just retouch rings and diamonds all day all day (laughs) yeah
0: so so when you you went to the school was it for that or was it more for like behind the camera type of stuff
2: um so it was basically a photography degree um i think the technical term is like an associates of applied science that's what i got my degree in but Mm -hmm. um but it was like they just taught you like everything about photography like we did um we did a lot of like four by five camera stuff, uh, like product stuff, architecture, portraiture. Like we had like specific classes for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, editorial, um, just pretty much everything. They touched so on who, everything.
0: Okay. And so like, I'm sorry, I just have like another question because I saw some of your pictures on there and they're, you know, they're pretty good. So Do you do them? Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. So that explains explains that. Because I was going to say like you, whoever's taking your pictures is doing a good job. You know what I mean? Like, because pictures go a long way and now you get to know that, hey, it's just, it's me doing the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's cool. That way people can get like, uh, like we were talking off air. People don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes. They don't see you doing the majority of the work or like when somebody wants to start something, they think... I, hey, I have a product. I'm gonna be successful. It's not how it works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and it's cool that you're able to use everything you. I mean, you're you're able to use it instead of just being like, oh, I wasted my time and money on that degree, and I'm not even using. But the pictures, they're nice. I like them. Oh, thanks. So, um, you you said you were almost homeless. Called your dad. Came to pick you up. How was that? How was that car ride? Car ride home. <laughs> uh, I that, did he start grilling you?
2: No, no, my dad's a super nice guy. Like, I mean, he's the type of guy that would take a shirt off your the back for you. Like, mm-hmm. um he, you know, he'd do anything for his kids. So he wasn't like grilling me about anything really. Explains, I think, explains the gas. You're going through hell, like hell of gas. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think he actually felt bad for me because it's like, I mean, I don't know what he felt, but I think he felt bad. Like, dude, this kid just like, spent all this time in his life to go to the school and mm-hmm. it didn't work out. And now he's like almost homeless and moving back in with me and, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. And I wasn't in a good state of mind at that point in my life. Okay.
0: Just like other things going on or, uh, or, or it would just be, or was it because of, I didn't make it over here. Now I'm like coming back. Did you feel?
2: Yeah. It was like just a combination of things like, yeah i lost my job like then you know then you got to move home and then you're like i don't know what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. and then it was like and then like you're not gonna be doing photo stuff in idaho yeah i mean not in idaho (laughs) falls anyway not Mm -hmm. at that point in time in 2009
0: how old were you about then like when you came back oh shoot i don't even know let's see
2: graduated i was probably like 25, 26. Oh, yeah. you are still young. You're see, and,
0: and that's what people don't realize is that you don't have to have your things figured out as soon as you get out of high school. I career. think that helps a lot. Like you said, your dad wasn't grilling you. Like, you probably felt worse. <laughs> I
1: think that, that that helps a lot because I feel like a lot of parents will, like, they would read me, like, how did you not do it? You had everything and you're not doing it. Like, sometimes that's just life, man. Like, you can't get it all done. Sometimes you have to, like hit rock bottom to be able to realize, oh shoot, I do have everything. And that's, that's pretty cool though, that that your folks like, instead of like opposite, they helped you grow. Yeah.
0: yeah and I feel like a lot of parents shouldn't do that. So you're coming back, right? You're coming back. You get here. You said you stayed with him for a little while. Um, what were your, your plans after that? Did you, do you remember like what you wanted to do? You're like, oh, well I got to do something like get back on my feet. Cause I I like to get everything going on that way people can see how you got to where you're at right now.
2: Yeah. At that point. Oh man. (laughs) I don't even know. It was like, at that point I was like in survival mode. I think like I just need a job so I can like get not living with my, my dad Mm -hmm. and I lived with him. I don't even remember how long I lived with him for, but you know, and then, then it was like I had to go back to like working at a cabinet shop that I didn't want to work at. And um and then it was like I worked there for a bit and then you know, times are tough at that point. I mean it's yeah. the market just oh eight. Oh eight, oh nine, you know, and and then like I get laid off from that job and you're just like, Man, well, it's like
0: there just you feel like dead. there's no up.
2: Yeah, it it was like a really dark time of my life and um I, I met my wife Maggie at that point in my life. Um, so that was like one really, really good thing in my
0: life Mm -hmm. that happened during that. So she's from here.
2: Yeah. She's from here. Um, she lived in Portland for a while Mm -hmm. and like, we kind of moved back to idle falls around the same time. And like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I think she had moved back a year prior to when I did, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think she was kind of in the same boat. Like the city kicked her butt, yeah. and uh, we were both like down in the down in the dumps. Didn't know what we were doing with our lives. Yeah, and
0: and, and I feel like because I mean I tell people all the time too as well that um, I failed in a in a lot of things. You know what I mean? But I feel like like I needed those in order to get to where I'm at because like without those you like you know, you can get out, you know, you can get past, you know what I mean? Like, uh just like, I feel like I would have never gotten to the point where I'm at right now and still growing and still wanting more. If I w- didn't hit those rock bottoms, like I hit several like businesses that I wanted that you would start, wouldn't do anything, uh, ventures you would take, they ended up falling flat on their face, you know, and things like that. And I feel like, uh, people are afraid to fail. And I tell them all the time, like, Do you think like people who own businesses or multimillionaires, billionaires, you think they've never failed? Like they've never had something that just didn't work, you know? So failure, I I feel like it's a good thing and I'm pretty sure it helped you out too. Like you learned, I was all the way at the bottom, you know what I mean? Like, and it looks right now, like you're doing really well, like for yourself. So you're back, you meet your, your wife now. When did you decide to get back into dirt biking
2: um it was it as actually when i moved back home like
0: did, did you see the dirt biking you're like <laughs> it's like i remember to, that thing.
2: yeah actually that's exactly how it went down like it was like i moved back and i mean at that point it wasn't like oh i'm way into it again but like um he had one of my old dirt bikes laying around and I mean, like you're in Idaho, what are you going to do? So yeah, you go ride dirt bikes exactly. <laughs> <That> or pockets. <laughs> yeah. But then like my dad and I kind of got into snowmobiling for like a couple seasons. He was like, Oh, I'm buying a snowmobile. You want one? Sure. Dad, <laughs> 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 but it only lasted like, you know, a couple of seasons and then, um, but yeah, like at that time I kind of had gotten like, I was kind of getting into dirt biking again and snowmobiling and then, Um, and then, you know, uh, Maggie and I, my wife, Maggie, um, we were kind of getting serious and then she kind of wanted to get out of here, like Mm -hmm. get out of Idaho Falls. So funny enough, uh, we actually, and this was like in, I want to say 2011, we moved back to Denver. Oh, dang. Yeah. Me and her like moved to Denver together. Um. And we were only there for six months, and we're like, "No, we're done. <laughs> He's like we're gonna go reconquer the <laughs> yeah, state yeah, and that that was a weird time too uh, yeah,
0: was it like, oh, we're gonna go, and like things are gonna be different now, or was it like uh did did you have anything lined up out there like when you went? Or do you just go and be like, I'm, I'm going to find something. I'm like, I'm going cold yeah, I was turkey. like,
2: we'll go, I, I went cold turkey. Dude. Oh, dang! Like, uh, I think, I think Maggie may have had something lined up with like, because uh, she was working at Jamboree at the time, mm. and then so I think they were like, oh yeah, you can just go work at Jamboree, and it like for her, like she she worked retail for so long and stuff, like she could like if she wanted to, she could go find a job today. Yeah, like. I it was never like that for me.
0: Some people are naturally good at those sales jobs, like the retail jobs. Yeah, yeah. takes
2: skill too. It's not
0: like it's easy either. Yeah,
2: it was, was always I was always jealous how fast she could find a job. I was like, <laughs> "Oh." <laughs> but yeah, I went cold turkey and I uh, <laughs> I ended up like uh I was doing metal stud framing on like uh big buildings at the time. That's what I ended up starting doing like I went and joined some union. I think it was like a carpenter's union or something mm-hmm. and a drywall company hired me. And then um, shortly after that, I got another job uh, delivering pizzas. Oh, dang. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's quite, ju- the, quite the switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was like, I was doing both for a while. Like I was working 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Dang. Cause I was like, in my mindset, I was like, if I can have two jobs, I got to take it because I don't know how long it's going to last. Were
1: were you married with Maggie already at this time or this is before? uh... Uh,
2: So we were living in Denver when we did get, uh, when we got married. Um, So we got married in September of 2011. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of during that period. I can't remember like how it all went down, but. Yeah, at one point she's like, uh, you got to quit one of those jobs."
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to get to. I'm like, "You're <laughs> working 80 hours and something is not like something is going to eventually you have to then yeah, you have to choose the wife or wife to choose for the job." The job. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there there was a conversation of that. So ended up quitting one of them and then and then I quit the other one and went back and <laughs> forth. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was metal stuff framing and the money was really good because mm-hmm. it was like, uh, I, I don't know, it was like a federal job. So the wages were really good. Yeah. And then, um, so I quit the pizza job because I was like, oh, this is better. And then um, they switched me to a different job site and my wage went clear down to like $10 an hour. Oh, dang. And I was actually making pretty dang good money delivering pizza. So I was like, um, I, I went back to the pizza shop. I was like, hey, you looking for a delivery driver? They're like, yeah. <laughs> Can I come back? Yeah. Okay. And I, the next day I went to the construction job. And they were having me stuff like insulation in the tops of walls. And it's like so itchy and so oh, yeah. miserable. Oh, I was like, screw this. I literally just walked off the job. For 10 bucks an hour, yeah. I didn't tell anyone, I just left. I was like, Screw this, <laughs> You're like, I'm not picking up my paycheck either.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I was like, Uh, I'll just go deliver pizzas. So like, yeah, I'm out. So, you
0: deliver pizzas for a while, and uh, what made you guys decide to come back?
2: Um, so while we were living there, uh, Maggie got pregnant, and um, and it just made us realize, like, hey, we probably should, like, if we're gonna have kids and stuff, we should live, you know close to home. And at that point in time, I was like, I got to do something with my life. I can't be like working construction, like for crap wages or delivering pizzas for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had been, um, been thinking about like doing engineering school, which (laughs) kind of adds to the mix. Like as I'm telling (laughs) this, it's like, Oh my gosh. But (laughs) um, yeah. So I was like, really started getting intrigued with engineering, which that, kind of stemmed from motorcycles and all that. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I guess at that point in my life too, I was like really into like custom motorcycles, like choppers and stuff like that. And I was kind of building my own at the time. And I don't know, I was just like fascinated with the engineering aspect of everything. So um, I had really, I applied to ISU and so we, yeah, we moved back. Well, she got pregnant and then, she actually miscarried the baby okay. and that was a pretty dark time for us. Um, she was really upset and, you know, I didn't know how to be like a good husband at that time. Like, you know, these are all new things to yeah. me and I think I didn't handle the situation very well. Um, and she, I mean, sometimes she still throws jabs at me, but, but we got through it and, you know, um, she wanted to get pregnant again, so we're like, "Oh, we're," and you know, I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course, you know, like, yeah." So we're like, "We better live close to family." And at that point, I was like, "Dude, the city is not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not my style." After going like back and forth, And yeah, I just was sick of the chaos. Because I mean, we lived like in Capitol Hill, which I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with Denver. It's like a little bit. That's like right by the Capitol. I mean, it's like S- smack so in it's the probably center. like
0: a lot of it was super busy and I'm pretty sure it's super expensive to live around that area.
2: Yeah. At that time it was actually pretty cheap c- compared to like, right after we left, they like um, legalized marijuana for recreational use mm. and That's like where everybody. goes. <laughs> yeah. So everyone was moving <laughs> in and like the prices of everything just went out of control. I actually had friends that were like leaving in droves. Like I had friends that like were moving back to like Iowa and, mm-hmm. Stuff like that because they're like, yeah, it's just crazy here.
0: So you said you came back. Did you end up going to ISU for? Yeah. So what exactly did you go for?
2: Uh, mechanical engineering.
0: And w- while you're doing this, did like in your head, are you like, I'm gonna do bike parts? Uh. Or what? What were your plans originally with that? Well,
2: I actually, I think I, in my head, I. I wanted to live in Idaho at that time of my life, and I was like, "Well, what can I do in Idaho that makes good money?" And so I started looking up mechanical engineering jobs, and because I was interested in that, and like they had a good wage for this area, Mm -hmm. and it's because of the site. So at that point in time, I am like, "Well, I'll just I want to work out at the site." Yeah, but I mean, like in my head, I am like, "Yeah, like it would be cool to do motorcycle stuff." That stuff has always been like what would be cool to me like yeah or what i'd want to do like uh so but i was at at this point in time in my life it's like survival mode like what can i what <laughs> i get this sounds really bad but like what can i do that i know that i could make it like yeah you know not what i really want to do mm-hmm. so that i think that's where i was at like well
0: what i like up in like this whole time uh is I don't know if you saw it, but John, but is, uh, you never gave up. Like it was always like something different. Some people just like though, whatever job they land on, that's it. like, I'll I'll, I'll be here, but not, not you. Like what I see, like just hearing your story, like that didn't work. Okay. What's next? That didn't work. What's next? That didn't work. What's next?
1: He wasn't just like, well, I guess this is it for the rest of our life. Yeah, That's, That's, that's a good thing. I feel like a lot of people too, just they're like, I didn't make it. So I guess this is it. I'm going to yeah. work in the same warehouse for the rest of my life, or I'm going to do the same thing for the rest of my life. Even though they're miserable, but they're not willing to take that risk either, which is huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you you graduate. What do you do at, after you graduate? So, uh,
2: 2007. So I graduated May of 2018 for engineering, and um, so I actually interned at AMWTP. Okay. At if you're familiar with the site lingo, but um, a lot of people are like, Hey, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. So I interned at that facility in the summer of 17 and then they kind of extended my internship into like November, I think, but then they're like, Oh, we can't do it anymore. I was like, all right. And luckily I guess I impressed the chief engineer at, at the facility at that time. And um, so Next May rolled around, and I had two internship offers: one at Intech and one at AMWTP.
1: Uh, I know in tech. yeah. yeah and,
2: and then, um so the chief engineer, he he said, at the chief engineer at AM, AMWTP, he was like, "Hey, if you come intern for me, you'll intern for three months, and then I'll hire you as a subcontracted engineer at the end of the summer." And I was like, "All right." i in, got mm. me in. <laughs> so that's a And, good and he, he was a rad dude. I loved working for him. So mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. and so you're doing this. Uh, at what point in time were you like, or two questions. At what point in time were you like, I, I, I want to make something for my, like, I don't know if it was an idea. Like, oh, I want to do this for my bike because I need it. You know, there's nothing I can go out here and buy. And, you know, what part was that?
2: Um, So I think I started with my bar ends, but I guess – I guess the question you're asking is probably like when off-grid syndicate became a thing.
0: No, we'll get to, no, it's the first thing that you built. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. You know what I oh. mean? Like for your, where you're like, Oh, like I need this I for need my this. bike. Yeah. Like for my you, personal you bike. You found
1: a need and you, "Oh, like, let me, let me do this stuff. Was it? Yeah, for- it was,
2: it was my bar ends. Was it your bar ends? Yeah. Like at the time, uh, I was, cause you, there's a lot of bar ends out on the market, but they all suck. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, the diameter's too big, so they just intrude on your hands and like cut up your gloves or cut up your hands because mm-hmm. they're like bigger than the actual grip. Mm-hmm. And so, and then once you wreck, it's just you know aluminum, so they get burrs on them and they get sharp edges. Oh dang! And then also the inserts, uh, they tend to fail, mm-hmm. at least in my experience. Like it gets to a point where they won't tighten or and then they'll vibrate and fall out or they won't untighten and you got to pound them out Mm -hmm. um so my bar end solves two of those problems
0: so and 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 this is something that you you're like i'm gonna just since you have this the the engineer degree now and you're like you kind of see it in your head like oh if i do this and this and this like i'll be able to have so did you come up with the design yourself yeah okay that's pretty.
1: Do, you, do you have a patent in it now? or No.
2: Uh, I've talked to a lot of like dirt bike people that have patents on stuff and they pretty much tell me it's a waste of time and money. Yeah.
0: yeah um, it's funny because the, the guy that I was telling you about that you remind me a lot of him uh, just based like the same thing. like He he has a Ford runner and he didn't like the handle. There is other aftermarket handles but he's like, they suck. You know, It's cheap quality and they're super expensive. So he did the same thing. He made his own. Uh, But he also said that it's not worth getting the patent just because they can make small changes and still get away with it. And, you know, then you just spent thousands of dollars getting a patent and they just did some small changes and now they have it, too.
2: Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I've talked to one of my buddies that I've kind of become friends with over the years just because he has his own company making like skid plates and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, he has a patent on a skid plate. And he basically told me, yeah, he's like, I have people infringe on it. And I, every time they do, I send them like, it costs me like a thousand dollars to send them a letter (laughs) from my lawyer and then nothing ever happens. Or he's like, it's just, he's like, don't do it. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. So at what point in time are you, did you decide to make it a business?
2: Um, Were
0: people giving you like, oh, like that, you should sell that, you know, or.
2: When I was in school I started a a page and at the time it was called Off Off the Grid Motorcycling is how it started. And it and it, at that point I was had no intent on making products. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of making like photos and videos and just trying to like I don't know at that point in time I, I like wanted to meet more people to ride with that mm-hmm. were like maybe into Hard Enduro and that never really happened. So <laughs> and then um mm-hmm. And then I believe I made, and then I switched my name just because there's like a lot, there's other companies called off the grid. Mm -hmm. So I switched the name to off grid syndicate and, um, and then I, I made stickers and shirts, I think, and jackets before I ever made like a dirt bike product. Cause I, I was like, I I don't know why I did that. I, I, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna create this brand, I guess, and so I made some shirts and apparel, and I actually did pretty well. Like, I to this day, I I I'm like, I need to make more of that because it sells better than like mm-hmm. dirt bike parts. But but yeah, then I um and then the bar end thing came. That was like the first like hard part I made. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I should just make this because
0: yeah. So. You, you make those, I mean, you're, you said you're selling like the shirts and stuff like that. Was it with that logo that you have now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And w- what made you decide on that logo?
2: Um, just cause it's like off the grid. So like if you, it's tilted sideways. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you had it, you know, just as like a tic-toe pattern or whatever, mm-hmm. it'd be like a grid. And then you, I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Okay. I see. it now. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Now, now
1: it makes sense. <laughs> I was like. That that makes so much sense. to explain it. I rem- I remember the shirts. I think I started following you when you were you already had the what do they call it the, the bar ends bar ends yeah. But I do remember the designs and the shirt. And I think that well what is it? What would you call that? A bomber jacket or just a just like a rain jacket? Or like yeah. a windbreaker. I think you had just you were starting. You hadn't yet started selling those. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think you were starting to push those. But I do remember the apparel and the logo the logo was kind of generic. you don't have to kind of just like close Well, the it more off simple
0: to, you keep the yeah. logo, the better it is to or it's easier to remember yeah yeah uh, that, that's one thing that we did learn about uh branding is uh some people like to go super crazy on their logo and make it all wild and super detailed, but if you look at the uh, the major companies, their logos are super simple. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, look at Nike; they have a check. You look at the check or the swoosh, you know it's Nike. And then their font is super basic. Uh, same with any other major brand. Just look at any major brand, yeah, and you'll see a simple logo because it's easier to remember.
2: Yeah, I always. Sometimes I regret my name choice because it's so long. You know, <laughs> like because all the big companies like it's a short name.
0: You know? Yeah, something small, something e but. Hey, it, it's already it flows good though. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I actually like how it sounds. Um, so, you 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 made the hard part—the bar ends, right? Yeah. Uh, did those start doing well right away? Or
2: no, <laughs> they didn't. Uh, I mean, I sold some here and there, but it was like very very stagnant. Even right now, it's pretty stagnant. But, um, so not too long ago, I'd say in January, um. Uh, a dirt bike review guy on YouTube, um, did like a review video of them and that helped my sales quite a bit. Um, but I, I mean, I think I sold like a hundred sets, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year, my, my, I mean, I've grown, like my revenue has grown like 1500%. Oh, wow. Um, but you know, it's still very, very like grassroots. Like, I, there's no way I can make a living doing it, especially right now. I think this is a bad time of year, um, just because like everyone buys our stuff in the spring. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get a better representation next spring mm-hmm. um of what it'll be like. You know, because like, and I've talked to other companies, and they're like, "Yeah, right now it's dead, dude." Like, yeah, they're off um, the off season now. Yeah, they're going, and so and that's what I'm trying to do right now is make more like products that are, um, not bike specific. That's what I like. I really like leather work. So that's why I started making wallets.
0: Yeah. I saw that you're making wallets. Uh, there were some other leather products that you were making on there. And that, that's what, one question that I had like is where, so are you making everything like, uh, cutting it, sewing it, dyeing it? Like... Um, so I, yeah, I, I do all
2: the leather work myself. Um, so I, I hand-stitch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I don't have a machine or anything. Um, the leather, I just buy the leather, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's like they make tons of good stuff out there that's yeah. already dyed and waxed and oiled. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I cut it by hand, uh, stitch it by hand and all that. And
0: did, uh, have you been learning this whole process on your own?
2: Yeah. I, I, I've always kind of been interested in leather work, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't really pick up a tool like a leather craft tool till like five months ago Oh, dang. um yeah and i just watched a lot of youtube
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny how you can learn like a lot of stuff off oh, YouTube. youtube like yeah. that's uh, if, if you just take the time and watch some videos you can learn a lot off of youtube you should you should look up um
1: his, the leather bee works do you know what i'm talking about oh,
0: Bigby? big b barney yeah yeah barney yeah so he 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 does like a lot of lot of leather work. He started making like sheaths for like knives, guns. He makes belts now. He does really well with his belts and the and the small wallets, not the the folding ones, the the ones where you can just like put some cards in it. Uh, and he just puts his logo on it, makes it look nice. Uh, and he sells a lot of them, you know. So things like that, he makes like dog collars. I mean, this could open like a whole different thing for you, just learning leather. Because one thing that he says is excuse me, especially with leather, it's almost like a lost trade. Like not a lot of people are learning it because it's not a lot of people teach it and not a lot of people want to take the time to learn it. Yeah. So no, I, I think that's pretty cool that you're, you're getting into that. You know, that's something, uh, not even, you know, it doesn't relate into like dirt biking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but you're making it work with the dirt bikes. Uh, and then, um, uh, like during the off season, like you said, you need to figure out what kind of products you can sell to still be generating, you know, revenue, different products. And leather is definitely one. People will always like, I like a nice piece uh, like leather uh barney said he's gonna make me one but he saw us one. shout, shout out, out to barney, to barney. <laughs> is, yeah. he lo-
2: is he local no he's no. actually
0: based out of california he's a good oh, friend for tops yeah oh. and that's where we oh, okay. met him through his uh tops and um uh, it, and it's just because he the thing that what happened with him i mean you could probably use it too is that he would just join groups you know and just show him like, hey i've been working on this and then people slowly start oh hey let me get one you know i I would like to buy one that looks really cool you know and it's slowly networking i think that's a big thing that a lot of people don't realize what you have to do now yeah uh since the internet you know social media you you said it earlier you had to make you made a tiktok uh because like you have to go with what where the internet is going because everyone's on tiktok now it's not just before everyone would think oh i I don't get on there. I don't want to dance. I don't want to do anything like that. Like, I don't want to do n- none of those trends, but people are doing all sorts of stuff on TikTok now. It's a, it's a good tool.
1: Yeah. Like, like we, we've been using a lot for tops until someone
0: got his band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy got his band. Uh, Bro, uh, nice. I, it's a really good tool. If it it is a really good tool. It, you get a lot of new, like customers, younger cut, like generation too. Yeah. But the thing is like with over at tops is we sell knives and just us displaying, like showing you a knife. It's against their community, community guidelines. guidelines. So oh, really yeah, and so we get, like, flagged. And then, like, if you get flagged so many times, you get banned for a few days. <laughs> and wow. we recently got banned. And if you would see the video, you would say, they really banned you for that video? Yeah, we'll have to show you a couple that we, we get in trouble for. It's just, it's and, kinda, then, and then the ones that you think you would get banned for? Or... They let them
1: slide. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't take it personal, but I'm like, crap. You work on something, and then you can't share it. So, like, kind of like, ah. Uh. But... <laughs> Really good tool,
0: and um, yeah, yeah I always tell people to use it. And especially what you can do since you do a lot of dirt biking is like push that a lot, and then push it, and then you know implement a product because people are going to see you do. Uh, I think it was on your, you you got on a rock on a yeah, that's
1: kind of the
0: what he he does. Let me pull it up real quick on Instagram. Y- we talking yeah, about cause, right? yeah, because I saw you like uh, get your dirt bike up on a rock,
1: yeah. yeah. I really like the product shuts on the wallets though. I think you should really push that leather work.
0: 'Cause Yeah, like stuff like that will go viral on, on TikTok. Yeah. And then like as soon as something like that goes viral, 'cause that me, I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd probably yeah. like bust my ass if I try well, doing that.
2: I mean, I'm nothing compared to like when you look at people that are pro level, you know. But, but it, it's so it's funny.
1: So, dude, oh, you don't even know. Like his video that he posted that has like eight hundred plus, it's like <laughs> why that like uh, why that one yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to show you but it's 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 a lot of like luck
0: and like kind of the it's just when you post it who, the right people has to, okay so uh i mean this could help you and help many other people listening on tiktok if you get the right amount of likes and shares in the beginning they share it fast and then it's just like a snowball effect but if that doesn't happen right away like if the right people don't see it not enough people share it in the beginning. It doesn't really do anything, but if you got to hit that, if you hit that sweet spot, yeah, it's like a gamble. Exactly, you so just gotta like post, just
1: and post keep and on post posting. Because post. <laughs> yeah, I see some of yours; they get like de- decent engagement for the followers you have, and then they kind of like, mm. oh yeah, and then it goes, mm. yeah, this is some of the stuff he's posted. So if you if you are listening, I'll follow him at Off Grid. Yeah, let, let him
0: know your uh, your social media handles.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, on Instagram, you can just follow us at or check us out at. Um, at Off Grid Syndicate, and then the TikTok. Our TikTok name is exactly the same. Yeah, Off Grid Syndicate, and then you can check out our website at um, www.offgridsyndicate.com dot com. Yeah,
1: there's
0: some cool stuff. And oh, yeah. looking for like a wallet, like I like the pictures. They they do them. They not, do not just that, like just the where the story th- comes from. Like yeah. I would, I want a wallet just because I'm. It looks amazing. But then just hearing your story, like where you're coming from. that's why i'm glad like we do stuff like this so people can hear you know hear your background like where you're coming from like what you had to go through like your ups and downs like you're two degrees in (laughs) you're two degrees in and like and still trying
2: oh and i got laid off back in march
0: dude oh did you really yeah dang (laughs) was that due to covid
2: uh yeah well so uh Kind of. Yeah. I don't don't know. Well, they had money issues. So Mm. I heard I heard about that as a subcontracted engineer. uh, So basically I was hired by a company, but that company was hired. by they were having money (laughs) issues (laughs) and I got they, you know, typically when that happens, they let subcontracted people go first. And I, you know, they they let me go, Um, but they're going to hire me back. But, but so you're still you're still laid off right now yeah but um uh they're doing a background check right now it's sound i don't know if they're gonna make me an offer i i would assume they're going to mm-hmm. from the sounds of it but we'll see
0: hopefully so w- what is your goal with your company right now my
2: ultimate goal would be that i could quit being an engineer and do it full time yeah um i don't know if that's ever going to be a possibility you never know But I'm going to try, you know, and I'm I'm not going to take it serious. Like I'm doing it purely for fun Mm -hmm. and maybe my for fun is serious. I don't know. No.
0: And and I think you need to do it for fun. You know what I mean? Like, and then you can't chase the money. Yeah. My buddy says it all the time. I know I've quoted him a billion times already. Uh, You have to chase your passion. Like if you love doing that, having fun doing it, keep doing it. The money comes eventually. But as soon as you start chasing money, it runs because technically you're chasing the money and not focusing on the quality of whatever you're doing or you're not having fun doing it and you're just doing it for a quick paycheck. You know, same thing happened in my case. Like I know in the beginning I was doing like videos and photography just because I liked doing it. But then all of a sudden like I got job offered. I I had two that I've never told people about but that I declined and then like i have my own company you know what i mean like this is all coming from just something i like to do and now i get to do it full time and it's i I never feel like i work never feel like i work even at work it's not work like oh no we have we
1: have fun we say
0: we have fun people think like we're like jumping around having you know like not like that like we we get to go and film some cool stuff you know like uh things up with knives whenever we need car we want. Whenever, whenever we have yeah. like a freedom of whatever we want to do it's not like oh like today we have to of course the editing part that's the time consuming part but we can get knives we go and break stuff or we go and get stuff like we go out like the of like camping and we get to test
1: stuff and it's crazy how like especially in idaho <laughs> like you said you won't find a job back then like so people know now there's, there's jobs in Idaho. That so, so I
0: believe, you, I, I believe yeah. you can get your company where you are like to that point, as long as you like your, your products are great. You love doing it. Cause then you'll see it in the product. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, 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 it'll go a long way. So, Especially,
1: yeah. If I, I, have, I have a question maybe for you, if, if you could go back to that, that kid that was almost homeless, what what would you say to yourself? uh i don't even know
2: dude like yeah
1: <laughs> um would you change anything
2: personally till yeah right now would you change anything i think the only thing i would change is not going to art school <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: so, but i think it's it, i think it'll benefit you in the long run i mean uh your photos are nice you know what i mean like it you know how you took, uh, I saw that you took some photos of your like shirts and stuff like that. And they look good. And people, companies struggle uh, trying to take those pictures. They use their phones. Uh, I remember this guy, he wanted me to do photos for his uh, his product. And he showed me what he wanted. He showed me how he tried to do it. And it looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. looked bad. And I'm, and it's not, you know, but if you can do it, you know, that that's just yeah. someone less that you have to
2: now you can YouTube how to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that people, even then though, like
1: it takes a skill sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It takes that,
0: it takes that right eye. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you gotta be the way you see it is always different than somebody else.
2: Yeah. And you gotta like kind of be into it too. Like if you're not into it, you're not going to do a good job. Yeah. That's just how
0: it is. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, you know, I hope nothing for the best for you. You know what I mean? Like it, it sounds like, um, this whole engineering thing, I think that's going to work out in various ways, whether it be like at the, working at the site or even like w- with your company, you know what I mean? Like it, it you can design your own stuff, you know, it, and you can use your art school degree too as well too. Like don't think that that thing is useless because I see the pictures, I see the videos yeah. uh, and somebody else who does media will be able to see that. Like, and yeah. at first, like I said, I thought somebody else was doing your stuff. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I thought somebody else was doing because... You, you sometimes assume, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I get for assuming that, oh, you probably hire somebody else because if you're focusing on the, the product. You and, pro- we d- and we don't know your story. Exactly. yeah right.
2: Well, and I, I would assume on social media, like some companies probably look bigger than they really are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, like, cause I, I, I create this stuff. So I don't know what somebody else's perspective is mm-hmm. of my company really, you know? So it's like, from somebody else's pers- perspective, they may be like, "Oh, this guy is killing it! Like, he must be like making all this money." Blah blah blah, and uh, that's not. It's like crazy how small some companies really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
0: and like just your skills that you've learned, you're able to make your company look like that, and that that goes a long way. It does. Because,
1: like, yeah. Like I saw him. Like, man, he's grown. So mm-hmm. like, let's bring him on and see what. It it shows because if you if you didn't have good pictures you didn't have people wouldn't follow you so we wouldn't like we wouldn't be sitting here if like X X and X didn't line up you know yeah and, for and sure. and like you said that goes a long ways just oh, yeah. whatever way you look at it 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 goes a long ways yeah and,
0: and and me the biggest thing that I want people to take away is that man you don't stop you know what I mean like after all these like multiple I, things that happened to you most people quit like. You know what I mean they like, they just yeah. get comfortable doing something and, and that's it.
2: Yeah, I mean I've had multiple times where I just thought about not doing my company like <laughs> I'm like I don't know sometimes I feel like I'm just like making these things and like I'm not selling a whole lot of it so I'm like why am I doing it but uh, I, but then I'm like a dick to do it. I'm like okay like I'm like right now I have like a couple more products I'm developing.
0: Yeah, see and like it it just it's going to take that <clears throat> one, one that one person to see it that one person to to share it and then all of a sudden you're like, dang.
2: But yeah, I'm like addicted to the process though. Like, I, like my, my thing is like, oh, I have this problem. Like, I don't like this on my bike. Mm-hmm. What, what could I do to make it better? Or like, what, you're fixing the
0: problem, like yeah. fixing problems that you've had.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, taking a product from like an idea mm-hmm. to a tangible thing, that's like, The process i'm addicted to yeah that's that's cool i don't care about like selling it most of the time like yeah i know i need to but if i ever get to a point i probably need to team up with somebody who's better at selling stuff than me Mm because i'm not a salesperson
0: yeah your wife retail there you go (laughs) have her start
1: slinging slinging your price i hope someone that's listening will go and check them out
0: yeah yeah like definitely check them out he um great i mean great photos i'm 100% sure the products are just as good I'm actually interested in a wallet so we'll talk after we get off it Uh, but I want to thank you for coming on what was your website again so people can come Uh, so it's
2: uh, www.offgridsyndicate.com
0: okay and we're also going to put it down in the description down below so go check him out Uh, check out his Instagram everything's going to be linked down below again thank you for coming on and talking with us I love your story Uh, it's really inspiring especially you know me I always take a little bit from somebody and me it's just that you you don't stop you know what i mean like you keep going like no matter what happens you keep going and and that's a good thing and that's what it's going to take to take your company to the next level or whatever you decide to do you know what i mean what if you love your job at the site
2: so (laughs) thanks (laughs) for coming on appreciate it thanks
0: for having me i really appreciate it it was great meeting you guys and thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys on the next one see you guys Tico, sí, yo no sé, a
1: <risa> mi <me risa> lo Prendan los motores que no vamos. Aquí todos los días son de verano. De lunes a lunes nunca paramos. Yeah. Ya está saliendo el sol, ven y prendete. Esto es fácil. No me llames si tú andas con Lucy. Estamos en Miami.